Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. Next up, we have New Orleans Saints at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are only three-point favorites at home, which is kind of shocking to me, especially after seeing how the Saints performed at home. Their defenses are both really good, but um, the fact that they have Adrian Peterson now as their starting running back, I guess, for Tennessee, they still found a way to win. They have a very effective offense, and their defense is very capable. I don't know how they're going to perform against Tennessee. I think their wide receivers are healthy. I mean, they're healthy enough because they're both going to play, so them sitting out earlier in the season, I guess, helped to get them more rest. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are having a really good year so far. They could have used a better tight end, but I guess that's why they upgraded and traded for Julio. I'm going to have to take Tennessee on this one. I don't see them losing this game. Unless they find out something to work a little bit better on the New Orleans offense, the running game might be a little bit better, but Tennessee is actually pretty stout against the run. So I'm going to take Tennessee at home here. Malik, what do you got to say? Yeah, Tennessee is at home and they are, you know, you should expect them to win this game. Um, they they went, they, they impressed a lot of people by going uh, over to LA, winning, winning a primetime game the week after finding out that they were going to be without Derrick Henry for the remainder of the season. Um, everybody expected that to be the huge blow, uh, a huge blow to their offense and, and really you know, impact the way that they were running their offense and playing, playing the game. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not for nothing, you know, he came out and played well um, and, and orchestrated a, definitely a, a, an interesting offensive attack, was able to attack a defense that, you know, to that point had been very, very stout against, against opposing offenses and had been, you know, pushing, um, you know, pushing the boundaries in terms of, you know, point score per game. Um, this New Orleans Saints defense has been stretched a little bit. The offense, uh, unfortunately, did not get on track uh, last week. And it forced the defense to play a lot of minutes on the field, which eventually, you know, hurt them in the long run. Um, I expect a very similar situation here. The only thing is, the only difference I would say here is without Derrick Henry, Tennessee's uh, run, rushing offense is a bit pedestrian. Um, and so I think this will be a relatively low scoring game. So I'm going to take Tennessee and I'm going to go way under on this score. because I feel like both both teams are going to uh, just kind of slug and uh, slug and fight it out to try to win this game. But I'll get, take Tennessee uh, as the as the home favorite here. Uh, and I'll give the three um, and go with the under. All right. And who do you have? Yeah, I'm going to go with Tennessee as well on the under. There's going to be a cold day for them. It's going to be a um, running game with the ages wonder of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, um, also, I've been noticing that A.J. Brown is actually limited in practice as well because of his knee, whatever. But he'd be ready in time for the game, but he still should keep an eye on that to see what happens on that. But I'm still going to go with um, Tennessee on the under here. Um, if it was Drew, I wish if it was Drew Brees was still there. It would have been really nice to pick New Orleans on this one and pick him with the over and stuff like that. But this is going to be outdoors in Tennessee in the cold weather. This is a running team built for this. They can definitely hold up with Adrian Peterson in the background. So give me Tennessee on the under in this one. New Orleans is actually one of the teams. Yeah, that's a good pick. I agree with you. New Orleans is one of the teams that OBJ is also still looking at. It's New Orleans, um, New England, and I believe the other team is not Las Vegas, but Kansas City. 
right. Ant is like you said, you, he actually is considering going to Kansas City. And Malik mentioned it last week. He probably would go back to New Orleans because he's a big fan of being that city. And he played at LSU, so he's comfortable being in that place. It's too bad he's not going to be playing this week, but he should make his decision be sometime by next week, just in time to, to at least be around the team or whatever. I doubt he's going to be playing until two weeks from now. I think exactly. he wants to be on a team that's going to make the playoffs because it's looking like Cleveland's going to make the playoffs without him. And right. it's interesting. Like, I don't think he's done by no way, shape, or form. He clearly still has the speed. He has, has a, had a lot of drop passes this season that were catchable. So we'll see about that. But I just hope we can get back on the field and kind of prove the haters wrong because people are really doubting him, and I don't understand why they are. Ever since he broke his ankle, though, he has been a different player. That oh, is one thing I have noticed. Who's the receiver think- from Green Bay? He was trying to pitch, pitch him to come on. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Yeah, Devontae yeah. Adams. He's also checking out Green Bay as well. Him and Green Bay would be nice because they could actually go much further in the playoffs than Cleveland could, and that's a – that team defensively is much better this season than I think anybody ever thought they were going to be. Yeah, agreed. All right, next up, man, we have your favorite game of the week, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. These two teams have the best and the worst turnover differential in all of the NFL. Guess which is which? That's right. The Jets got the best one. That's in best in terms of giving away the ball the most. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Close. He's just got the number one in that. They got the most rookies playing. What do you expect is going to happen? And the Bills are the best at taking the ball away. So, Ant, I'm going to let you go first. This is the biggest spread of the week and the biggest money line. The Jets are getting 13 points at home. I think it might actually creep up to the magic number of 14 and or 14 and a half to get that hook on it. Make sure people, you know, win or lose outright. Who do you got? Well, this is not going to be a homer pick, but uh, yeah, I'm picking the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets, and I'm actually taking the over in this one. It, it does it does sound weird that I'm throwing this off on this thing. Over under is 47 and a half, folks. I'm still going with the over in this one. Just think about this thing. Mike White is going to be the starter. Okay. This guy actually runs the offense perfectly. Unless Buffalo can actually stop him from doing his little dinks and dunks, which I don't think, um, this is going to actually happen. Our, our offensive coordinator is actually kind of good at working these little tricky plays or whatever when it comes to when it comes to working with Mike White. That plus the Jets actually have been playing better at home. You actually mentioned this to me, Ace. Mm-hmm. Every time and, they play at home, they they do tend to play a lot, lot better. All both of their wins are at home. And we and we see who um even though um Buffalo lost last week to the um Jacksonville and they might be you no know, more on edge. Which is very shocking. I can see it happening again. I can see them actually losing again. I'm going to have to go with it. I've been talking trash. Y'all been seeing it in our private chats. I've been talking oh, to yeah. a certain person in Bermuda, talking trash, even though Zach Wilson's <laughs> not going to be there. I've been talking trash all this, this time, talking about Bill suck, this, that, whatever, the other. But I'm going to stick I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to put myself out there, and I'm going to actually make this my lock, one of my lock of the weeks. Nobody else had to follow me on this one. I know none of y'all that might pick the favorite Buffalo, but I'm going to go with um, the Jets and the over in this one. Honestly, I don't I, I don't doubt it. I don't like to take teams that are going to cover huge spreads, although it's happened a couple times this season. It feels like it's like three and three in terms of teams picking more than like 11 points to cover. It has happened, but Buffalo disappointed me so much and like me locking them in against Jacksonville and then Josh Allen beating up on Josh Allen. I never saw that, that one happening. Awesome. I, I wanted to, cool. that's why that's why I wanted to draft I wanted to just to draft Josh Allen just for that moment. I was right. so I was so pr- proud of him because I knew that was going to happen one day. 
I think that game last week is more a reflection of the offensive coordinator and the and the head coach just not knowing what to do in response to what Jacksonville was doing. They actually got out coached by Urban Meyer. And, they live and, and they and live and die. They live and die by um what's the name? Josh Allen. Josh Allen's good, good but talent. They should but be better now. than that because you also have Stephon Diggs, and that's the whole reason right. they traded for him. So it lets me know that the Bills are a good team. They're very talented. Definitely. But Sean McDermott is not a great football coach. That's what that really taught me. <laughs> He's not a great coach. Because if you can lose to Jacksonville nine to six, and the Bills were trying, there was not a lack of effort there. It's him. So even if they do come and play well against the Jets, the Jets aren't going to – they don't just lie down against division foes. Other so teams get paid too, though. I'm going to take the – yeah, they, listen, this is about respect. I'm going to take the under. 47 and a half is high. I think it'll maybe hit 45. And I'm going to take the Jets as well. I'm not gonna, so confident I'm going to lock it in. But 13 wow. points is too much. If they beat the Jets by 10 or if they beat the Jets by 7 or a field goal, I won't be shocked. If the Jets won – I would honestly be kind of shocked, but I do believe the Jets are going to keep this close. And Mike Knight, Mike White is actually pretty good. Um, that slogan behind you is not very good, and they should have really thought about that. The man I don't know looks like that one, but I just grabbed that one just for the let for, for the listeners like, at home. Keep... His wallpaper is Mike White with the white power fist, I think, and they're calling him <laughs> the White Knight. So let's... in New York, by in the New way. York, in New, in York, New York, York City, they might want to think about that one. I actually like the nickname the players give him. They give him, they say Mike fucking White. That's what that's his nickname in the, yeah. in the locker room. That's, Mike that's, fucking White. That's much better than the White Knight, which looks like I, they definitely made that in Texas, certain parts of Texas, I think. I don't know if they made it in Texas. I just got it off the uh, got it off a Jets group somewhere. Yeah. But the, one thing the, is, like I said, the, I can you see the state definitely weren't on the dark web, I guess. I can see the stadium going crazy and shaking up, and everybody's gonna be shouting Mike White's name again when, just like how they beat the um at the two weeks ago when they beat that at the time the current top seed in the AFC. Listen, they beat the Bills. Um, they're gonna be talking about first of all Robert Salah. They're gonna throw him a goddamn parade in the Meadowlands if he beat the Bills. Also, we're <laughs> gonna be talking about what the, what's the trouble in Buffalo if they lose again to the two worst teams. Basically, everybody thought it was gonna be in the AFC, which is the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars. But go ahead, Malik. Yeah, that's why I don't think this is going to happen. I mean, you guys are waxing poetic, <laughs> uh, that, that, and that's great. That That's fantastic. Um, Bring us back to reality. Are, they the lost Bills to are, Jacksonville. They did, and the Buffalo, but the Buffalo Bills are still, even with a 9-6 loss to Jacksonville, yeah. the Buffalo Bills are still the highest-scoring team in the NFL, okay? Yes. They have the highest-scoring offense in the NFL. The Jets give up 40, have given up 43.5 points per game over the That's last all? three games so this is so that that over under should be it should be identified as being very low um because you know both teams are going to score and mike white has actually been been putting points on the board been helping the Jets put points on the board over the last few weeks so i wouldn't be surprised if this game i wouldn't be surprised if buffalo wins this game and did not did not cover um but i'm not going to bet that way i'm going to bet towards the towards the buffalo bills cover and I'm going to I'm going to guess that they're going to be you know pretty pretty pissed off about the fact about the way that they played and want to want to get back onto the winning track against uh, against the team that they they should absolutely they should absolutely plummage um, you know they should they should actually actually beat into the ground um, pretty they should they should do it I'm not again I'm not saying that they will but they should wow. do it if they if they, if, they, if they should they have did it last week 
They should have. They absolutely should have. And they lost nine to six. You can't play any worse than they played last week. And they actually then they actually found a found a way to lose a game that they that they should have won. And I think this happens to every NFL team. They feel like they should win game A and they lose it and they 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 lose games that they should win and they win games that they should lose, unless you're the Detroit Lions and you don't win any games. But you know, <laughs> the you know, but in, in in most situations, like Buffalo, you know, is gonna be looking back at that game and be like, hopefully this is a turning point for them. This is an opportunity for them to make a play. Um, the one thing I would say before we jump off of here is I think it was a very there was a very interesting conversation on the podcast uh earlier on in the week that I heard um where some where someone mentioned that. Uh, the Josh Allen, the Josh Allens, the, the Josh Allen quarterback and the Josh Allen defensive player on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They should have done like a WWE style uh, bet where they bet for the name of Josh Allen. Uh, whoever, played, <laughs> whoever played better, the loser would have to change the their name. Change the name on the yeah. jersey. We'd have to change their name on the jersey. And so since the Buffalo quarterback, um, since Buffalo did lose the game uh, for the remainder of the season, the commentator on the on the podcast said that he is now calling Josh Allen Allen Josh because you are no <laughs> longer you you no longer get to be Josh Allen for the rest of the season because the, the defensive the defensive player owns that name. So um, I thought that was really funny. So yeah, but yeah, I'll take Buffalo and I'm going to take the over here as well. I'm going to start calling him Jaheim Allen because I got him running all over that field like he's a mobile quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so Jaheim Allen. For the uh, yeah, for the Buffalo Bills, good luck, sir. The Jets <laughs> is coming for you. Next up, we have Malik's beloved Detroit Lions at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers snuck out a win due to a, a cheap, cheap, cheap taunting call they called against the Bears. Um, ben Roethlisberger can't run. He can't really throw very effectively. I saw that last week against the Bears, which is why they were able to get a lead. The defense actually played well. They made a bunch of plays. T.J. Watt played well. They got a pick. Um, the Bears defense played just as well. They scored a touchdown. So I think the deep, the Detroit Lions have a lot of tryhard in them. I don't think them playing in Pittsburgh is going to intimidate them. They're getting eight points on the road, eight and a half on the road. It started out as seven and a half. The over-under is 42. Last week, the Bears over-under was 40. I took the over on that. They hit it. I think this is definitely going to hit the over. Lions are going to get some points. And um, I don't know if they're going to break through for their first win, but I'm going to take the Lions to cover. Every way I expect this game to go this week, I expect it to happen. Last week I got four right. This week I'm going to get 11 right. Let's go Lions plus eight and a half, huh? Then you woke up and you saw I get 11 right. Maybe. If last week can go the way it went, this week has to be. It can't (laughs) rain every day. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, well, it's going to rain again on the Detroit Lions parade here. Listen, um, <laughs> I didn't say they're going to win. I said they were going to cover. The, look, Vegas has the Lions as a, with five to one odds to go winless this season. Like that's that's <laughs> and that's a, that's a, that's money that I'm not I'm actually kind of willing to put put down on this. You know how crazy um, it would be for them to lose 17 games in the first it, 17. No, they won, 17 they games in the first 17 game season. Yeah, not only seventeen, but they lost the first three playoff uh, preseason games too. So they're actually oh, they actually would be be zero and twenty, um, in in the calendar of calendar year of twenty twenty one twenty two. So so far they actually like they actually worse than the, the the other team that lost the zero and sixteen because they won in the pre preseason before. Right? Yeah, they won they they won four straight in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, look, the, honestly, honestly here, the, the, no, not not you know all jokes aside, um, Pittsburgh did not play very well against the, against the Chicago Bears, but they played good enough to win that football game. Um, 
Chicago showed me something in that game. They showed me they showed me something offensively. Justin Fields was able to make some plays, and the team was able to score some points. Um, but there, but Pittsburgh's defense sacked him three times. They forced a few, they forced a few turnovers in that game, um, and they really pushed uh, Chicago. You know, to you know, and they were able to they were able to make some plays towards the end of the game to you know to 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 sneak it out to sneak it out and and, and get a favorable call, I guess what what we would call it. Um, I don't think they're going to have that same problem against against the Lions team. I think the Lions, to your point, Ace, the Lions definitely have some try-hard in them, but it's just, again, lack of talent, lack of overall talent on this yeah. team, not allowing them to be able to you know, stay with uh, stay with their opponent. So I'm taking the I'm taking Pittsburgh and the um and the under here. Yeah. Um I think this game goes goes relatively goes relatively low. And if any if 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 Pittsburgh has learned anything from what they saw uh, a week ago um when they when the Lions played Philadelphia, it's Give a healthy dose of Najee Harris is probably all you're going to need to, you know, keep keep the lines off the field and uh, keep their offense from scoring any points here. As much as Pittsburgh takes the ball away, they give the ball away. So they are exactly at zero in terms of turnover margin on the season. Go ahead, Ann. Well, Najee Harris, he was a beast on the last game they played. But I'm also looking at this thing here. They told him about um, Chase Claypool might not be playing. He's he basically considered a week-to-week type of thing with his little toe injury. So I don't doubt they're going to be throwing the ball around. And just like how Malik already said all the good points about it, and I'm just going to go with the same exact route with him on this one, Pittsburgh and the under. I can't, I can't really bet on Detroit yet. Really? So they're going to beat, beat them by nine points or more? Yes, I'm going to go with that. This is going to be a ground and pound, and ground and pound, unfortunately, is going to happen to Detroit. Um, I, who else do, who else, who do they have actually have a chance to, to win against? Because I can't – every time I look at a team, there's like – For the rest of the oh, season. Yeah, for the rest of the playing, season. They're playing uh, Minnesota. They're playing Atlanta. And they're playing – They could beat Minnesota at home. They could beat – they could win at Denver. And they could definitely beat Atlanta and Atlanta. And they might be able to beat Seattle. They have well, – Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell Wilson be back by then. That's not happening. Oh, he's going to be back, back this week. week. Yeah. And they also have a chance to beat Cleveland because Cleveland is really just a great defense with the running game. So we'll see what they can do against them. Pick uh, for Detroit. Yeah. I mean, the, Detroit's going to win a game, I believe. How many they're going to win, I don't know, but I believe they will win one. I had them at three. I'm still thinking three, but I'm not I'm not feeling, feeling very comfortable about the three. Well, well, they had the over-unders wins for them at four, so maybe it would have been great to take that under. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got Jacksonville in Indianapolis. Jacksonville was able to cover and win last week at home. Jacksonville's going on the road to Indianapolis. Jacksonville doesn't have a, eh, they had a pretty good defensive showing against the bad coach. Indianapolis has the second most takeaways in the league. Jacksonville has the most second most giveaways in the league. It's kind of like the Buffalo Bills and Jets matchup. Except this isn't a, this is a divisional battle because the AFC South. I'm gonna go with the Colts here. I think they're gonna be able to cover. Um, I don't like to take 10 and a half point spreads. Colts are favored by 10 and a half, but I think they're going to blow out Jacksonville. Jacksonville has kind of figured it out, but the only difference between them and the game last week is that the best running back on the field is actually a running back and not the quarterback. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is pretty impressive. So I'm going to take Indianapolis here. I think they're going to cover at the road on at home. I think they're going to not just I think they're not going to blow them out, but I believe they're going to get a huge lead and hold on and be able to carry this for a two-touchdown win. 
Over under here is 47 and a half. They're going to give up some points, but they're going to score a lot more. Michael Pittman, if you can pick him up in fantasy, get him. He's a quality receiver. And Mo'Ally Cox is probably going to score a touchdown here. Just a little added in. Give me the Colts at home. This is going to be – no, I'm not going to lie. Give me the Colts at home. Go ahead, Ant. Well, um, it's very. This is gonna be a very hard game for me to pick. I just don't like each of, each of these teams for some reason. I always forget Indianapolis quarterback until that one week the Jets had to play them. But not Peyton Manning that, anymore. Huh? Yeah, it's definitely not Peyton Manning anymore. Definitely not Peyton Manning. But they're a good team and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll give them that. But I actually want to see more from Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to be surprising some more teams. So I'm going to take Jacksonville in this one. I'm going to take a little gamble here. I'm going to take right. Jacksonville on the under. All right. Go ahead, Malik. Uh, this is an easy bet for me. Take Indiana on the under on this one. Um, <laughs> I think I think, I think, think Jacksonville, you know, they played their Super Bowl last week. They they did everything that they needed to do. They did everything right. They won the game. But they were at, they were at home. Um, this is on the road in Indianapolis. And, and, again, Indianapolis is looking at the same situation as a lot of as, – as all those teams in the AFC West that we were talking about before – where, you know, they were supposed to be in a situation where they were going to be, you know, run, they were either going to be, be running away with the division or some other division was going to be running away from them. And what they, what they found themselves in is, a, is an actual matchup where, you know, Tennessee is no longer the strength, no longer has the strength that they, that they once had in the division and Indianapolis can take it, can take it and win this division, uh, you know, hands down and get themselves into the playoffs. So this is the type of game you just can't lose. So I'm going to take Indianapolis in the under here and, and, and assume that their defense is going to, is going to carry the day. So I see a I see a win by 13 points by, by Indianapolis. This is actually a trap game to me for Indianapolis. That's the only reason I'm going the other way. No, this, um, this is a, this is a division matchup. I really think that they might be looking past the Jacksonville on this one. If the Colts we'll can, if the Colts can beat the Jets the way that they did, I see no reason why they can't beat Jacksonville the way that they did. There's That's really no reason, especially with the Jets actually having more offensive talent at receiver. Yes, but that was two. That was two. That's a two different types of game. This their starter is not going to. They're not going to be out of the game. Eh, Lucas Chenault is pretty banged up, but he's still playing and he's healthy. And aside from that, Jacksonville doesn't really have a deep threat. And that's Indianapolis's weaknesses against the pass. So they're that's why I'm kind of favoring them. Jacksonville actually had two draft picks, and they want to pick in a running back that's not even playing this year. Well, it's not their fault that Etienne well, got, got hurt. But I see why he picked them. Like, the kid was pretty explosive in college, and Clemson's really missing him considering all the games they've lost this year. So maybe he was the reason. I don't know. Maybe him and uh, Lawrence were the reason. We'll see you next year. Yeah, hopefully he can come back healthy and, and I'm, I'll be drafting him in our in our dynasty league. That's for damn sure. Um, next up, we have Tampa Bay at the Washington football team. They really need to come up with a name. I'm tired of getting calling them that. It feels like I'm talking about a soccer team or the team in Washington, England. It feels like I'm talking about a premiership team. They are nine and a half uh, home dogs. And the over-under is 51 and a half. So I guess they expect Tampa Bay to just blow them out. They have no offense to speak of. Um, Antonio Gibson, anybody who drafted him in fantasy is pissed. Anybody who drafted anyone for Tampa Bay is very happy. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. That's going to be my second lock of the week. I think they're going to destroy the Washington football team. Montez Sweat is not playing. Or if he is, he's playing banged up, which is kind of slowing him down, which is going to allow them to double team Chase Young, which will keep him off of Tom Brady. Taylor Heineke or... Fitz magic if he ever gets back in the game. I don't even know if he's even close to coming back or if he's done for the year. 
they have no quarterback. So I guess they might regret cutting, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins. Who knows? Or maybe they should have traded for Mitchell Trubisky because it's got to be better than what they got now. Or they could sign Cam Newton. Or they could sign Cam Newton, but then they'd have to admit that they were wrong and actually, you know, bring in somebody that for some reason the league has decided is done. But regardless of that, I'm going to take Tampa Bay because that's who I want to bet on, and I think they're going to beat the brakes off of Washington. So give me them, lock that in, and Ant, you can go ahead. Yeah, give me Tampa Bay as well. There's no way I'm going to pick a team that that sounds like the generic Madden um, created team. Um, I'm not going to go with that. But give me Tampa Bay in the over in this one. I think it's just going to be a slaughterhouse. I think they're they, they're going to have. I think Gronkowski and the rest of them might actually come back on this game, even Aren't if they healthy don't. but banged up. You may don't okay, give me that. And you put also on a side note, just to let you know, Brady, Tom Brady right now is plus 325 in the odds for the MVP on um, odd shocks right now. He'd be the oldest MVP in the history of the NFL. I think Lamar Jackson will get it if Baltimore ends up getting the number one seed. Lamar That's Jackson's good. plus 1,000. And just to let everybody know, uh, Josh Allen's plus 325. Colin Murray's plus 700. Matthew Stafford, which is my pick at the beginning of the year, is plus 750. So that means $10 gets you $100 and $100 gets you 1000 Yep. Nice. Anyway, Tampa Bay in the over, lock, another lock of the week. Malik, who do you got? It's a sweep. Tampa Bay here as well. Uh, look, this is, this is to me, this is a revenge game for Tom Brady. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, he I mean, if there was one team that actually gave him, gave him some, some trouble uh, in the playoff run that, that Tampa Bay went on last year, it was the Washington football team and that defense. And yeah. they gave him, they gave him some trouble and Taylor Heineke looked, looked all a bit, the part of the spoiler um, in that, in that, in that playoff game that, that Tampa Bay just squeaked out in, you know, on the road. Um, this is not happening this time around. They're going to go into what they're going to go into Washington and they're going to handle business against this team. Um, and so you expect them to just, just go in and, 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 you know, take care of what they need to take care of. The only thing I would say is a little bit scary here is obviously, um, you know, when they went into new England and they were favored by six, they, you know, they won by, they won by, I think it was three or three or two or whatever. Tampa, Tampa Bay has played, um, a little bit lower to the level of the competition, but really they've just played to win, right? They're, they're not trying to, you know, you know, destroy their opponent the way that they, you know, they did like last year, you know, they're not trying to run up the score. They're not trying to put, you know, put anybody, um, put anybody on notice this year. They're just going, you know, going in, getting the wins that they needed to get and getting out of there. So I think I'm a little scared of the nine and a half points. I'll take Tampa just because I believe that they're the better team and they should, they should win this by at least 10. But uh, I'm not I'm not locking this in uh, at all as a as a as a best bet just because I do I do think that they could they could very very easily get up by six, do what they need to do to to hold hold Washington down and just you know take their foot off the brake and um, and not you know and not you know deliver that final blow to uh, to 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 put them out of their misery. So I'll take Tampa um, and the over on this one, but I, I don't feel very comfortable about the nine and a half. The fact that. Washington could lose to the Broncos by seven points. Makes me feel that they could lose to, they could come back home and lose to the Bucks by 10. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it looks good to me on paper because their lack of offense and Tampa's defense is pretty, pretty quality. Um, next up, we got New England at Cleveland. New England is at, oh, we got Cleveland at New England, sorry. And New England is favored by one and a half points at home. New England has actually been winning the past couple of weeks, and they are actually now, I want to say they're five and four, and they have a chance to make it to the playoffs. 
Is this is this true, Anthony? Are the, yeah, are the New England they, Patriots? They definitely have a chance because the AFC East is kind of open there. And both of these teams are five and four. So they're really battling each other in the AFC for a playoff spot. It appears there are like seven teams in the uh, AFC that have five wins. The entire AFC West division, half of the AFC North. No, the entire AFC North has five wins. And the New England Patriots do. So this game is going to come down to is Baker Mayfield the better quarterback in this? The New England does not have as good a defense as Cleveland. So Cleveland should have the advantage there. Who's going to make the less mistakes? The rookie Mac Jones, who's twisting some ankles, or is it Baker Mayfield, who is not throwing to his wide receivers unless you're in Donovan's People's Jones? We will see. (laughs) I do know that Nick Chubb is the third leading rusher in the NFL, and the New England Patriots have three guys that they have to rely on, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. Damian Harris is pretty consistent and pretty good, but not against teams with good defenses like Cleveland. So I got to take Cleveland getting points on the road here. I don't hate on the pants, but Cleveland defensively, I like to lean on defensive teams on the road because the defense carries, and I really, really like Miles Garrett. He's a top player, and I think that should carry them through. Both of these teams are actually close in turnover margin. Cleveland is at zero. New England is plus two. But their secondary just isn't really there, so give me Cleveland on the road here. And I'm going to take the over. At, I'm going to take the under at 45 and a half. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm going to say 20 to 10, 17, 13, something like that. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take New England this one. New England's at home. It's going to be cold as brick as fuck outside. And Nick Chuck might not even be playing because he's on the COVID list right now. So oh, he really? might not be playing. Yes, and they talk about he's he has he basically has to go through two more. He has to get two negatives just 24 hours apart just to play. I don't know if that's going to happen. Hopefully it does, and then we have a good game. But I'm definitely going to take New England. One thing people don't realize about New England is that they can change their play, their full way how they play, even from back when Tom Brady's days, even now. They can easily change how they play from game to game. They can go from 3-4 to 4-3, back back again, running team with five tight, running team, all running team to all five wide, wide out type of team. But I can see them definitely beating Cleveland in this one, Cleveland in this one. Cold game, this is going to be a smash-mouth type of football, but I'm going to take New England in the under this one. All right, Malik. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Anthony, on this one. New England in the under. Same, same, basically, you know, you you hit on all the points that that uh, that I was going to make as well. Um, I think that the Nick Chubb injury, the um, well, the unavailability, un- uh, the fact Hunt. that Kareem, Kareem Hunt is still out, so they're going to be looking at – they're going to be leaning heavily on Dearness Johnson in this one. Um, which he had a very good game in the first game, uh, the first game that did he had to start, um, which was a primetime matchup on a Thursday night, I believe it was. Um, and he had a really good game there. Um, so you know, wouldn't be surprised if, if he had a good game on here as well. Um, but Ace, I think you made a really good point. You know, it's Baker Mayfield versus Bill Belichick. And who do you trust? I mean, you trust Bill Belichick to figure to be able to figure it out, be able to yeah. force, force Baker Mayfield into a couple of mistakes. Uh, a couple of the things, yeah, show show him a couple of things he's never seen before and, and get the victory here. Um, the other piece that you, the other point that you made is this is a this is a relatively uh, interesting playoff playoff matchup. This is about playoff positioning and about making sure that you that one of these two teams ends up in the in a good position to either win their division or um, you know put themselves in a, in a good place for a wild card spot. So New England knows what it's what's at stake here and is going to play hard for it. So I'll take New England in the under as well. New England. New England, in terms of rushing defense, is 
one of the um, worst teams in the well, not worst, but they give up 108 rushing yards with the game. They've given up 980 yards so far through nine games. So it is very possible that Bjorn Johnson can rip this game open and get a pretty good run game going against them. Their run defense has not been very good all season. And I think Cleveland has been focusing on that side of the ball more than actually throwing it. And they're really good to play action, which is why I'm leaning on Cleveland. I wouldn't be shocked if New England wins, which is why this game is so close. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to lean on Cleveland as a road dog, as they should be. Next up, we have Atlanta Falcons at the Dallas Cowboys. Atlanta is getting eight and a half. Atlanta covered last week and Dallas lost last week. Surprisingly, Dallas lost and Dak played. And he did not play very well. I think they need to lean on the run here. Atlanta has a very bad defense. One of the worst in the NFL. The Cowboys have been having a very opportunistic defense. They have a lot of turnovers. Uh, There's really no reason why Atlanta should be a problem for them. Dallas should be able to cover this game easily. The spread here is eight and a half. The over-under is 54 and a half. I lead more towards the over as the short bet. But give me the Dallas Cowboys to cover this game. Go ahead, Ant. Uh, um, I was thinking about picking Dallas on this one because I'm thinking about the old Dallas Cowboys. You know, they three can go three wide sets and throw it all over the place and tight ends and all this other stuff, running up there with Zeke. Then I'm thinking about Atlanta. And every time I look at Atlanta Falcons, I'm always thinking about the Atlanta Falcons that suck. They always lose. They always um, get get blown out or whatever. But they've been doing a lot of things lately that's um, been throwing people off and people have not been having an answer for, like Cordell Patterson and stuff like that. That's one person that you got. He's the ex. We, we talked about this last week. He's the X factor on that team. You got him. You got the rookie tight end and stuff like that. They can quite make some plays as well. There's, there's a reason why they got rid of Julio Jones. I don't know if they um they number one wide receiver. I forgot this, this guy's name. I don't know if he's back or not. He's not back yet, Calvin Ridley. Okay. Yeah. So Calvin, so Calvin Ridley's not back. He's not this coming back Jerry. anytime soon. And this is in Jerry's world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is in Dallas, and Atlanta gives up 123 yards a game. Russia. Yeah, I w- I'm keep going back and forth in this one, but um, I'm gonna have to lean towards the home team on this one, and actually give me the uh, give me the over in this one. I'm actually gonna switch back to the Dallas. For some reason, the a- NFC East teams they like to score a lot of points, especially when they face against each other. So give me Dallas on the over. All right, Malik. I'm locking in Dallas here um, as a as a best bet. Um, they played they played horribly last week. Uh, lost a game that they lost a game to the Denver Broncos that they shouldn't have lost. Um, and I'm sure that they, they're all fully aware of it. They're going to bounce back in a big way against Atlanta here. And, and to your point, a still run the football, get Zeke, get Pollard involved and try to take the ball and, you know, try to you know take some of the pressure off of Dak to, to make, to make plays in the, in the, in the short yardage and in the short and medium yardage passing, passing game. I expect them to entirely to, to, to control this game from the from the beginning all the way to, all the way through to the end and take out Atlanta. Um, so I'm going to lock this in and go Dallas and the under. All right. Atlanta's already won more games than I thought they would at this point. And, you know, if they win one cup, if they steal another couple of games like these, they actually could be in the playoffs. Surprisingly, I think they are somewhere at four and four. Is that Am I correct? They win. They win three more yeah. games. That Arthur Smith should be really in consideration for Coach of the Year. Seriously, seriously. Dallas is six and two. They're leading that division. Atlanta is four and four. They're two games back of Tampa, and only one game back in the ones who lost their QB. So they could actually sneak into the playoffs. I guess drafting Kyle Pitts was the right call this season. 
Next up, we got Carolina at Arizona. This is an easy one for me. Arizona's favored by 10 at home. The over-under is 44 and a half. Give me Arizona. Lock this in. Arizona's going to blow out the Carolina Panthers. Um, they're just going to wear out their defense. They're going to keep them on the field. Huh? Is Kyle Murray going to be is Kyle Murray back? I don't care if he's back. Like I said last week, I don't care if he's back. They're playing at home. Carolina, Carolina has a serious injury to Sam Darnold. Their backup quarterback is pretty terrible. And PJ, I forgot oh, his name already. Huh? Oh, that guy's going. I was just realizing, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. So um CMC played. He played a good game. He had 110 yards from scrimmage. He scored. And that's still not enough to keep him in it. The wide receivers are healthy. It's just the quarterback play. The quarterback play is not where it needs to be. Anthony might actually be right about his boy, Sam Darnold. Yeah, don't gloat too much, motherfucker. <laughs> Give me Arizona. Lock it in. You're right. Darnold's trash. Or more trash than I thought. Or maybe he's just hurt, and that's why he's playing like trash. Yeah, he's hurt. I don't know. Yeah. So give me the he's Cardinals. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. Lock this in. Best bet. Go ahead, man. Um, this is actually a hard game to pick um, Pick because I don't know if Kyler Murray's actually going to play tonight. Carolina actually got their um, franchise quarterback back in CMC, so this is kind of hard to really pick this game. <laughs> well, they're 4-5, yeah. and five and Arizona's 8-1, and one, so. Yeah, that's the, that. That makes me lean over to that. So I'm just gonna go ahead and put that put pick Arizona, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the under this one. I can't see them just going crazy and you know, especially with CMC CMC is still there. You know, they got their franchise quarterback back. You know, they, they run they things are things might pick up this week, but um, I'm gonna go with Arizona and take it under in this one. All right, go ahead, Malik. Simple, simple here as well. Arizona in the under. Carolina is gonna be. The Carolina's going to try a lot of the same things that they've always done with Christian McCaffrey. I just don't think any of it's going to work. Uh, Arizona needs 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 to continue to win to keep pace with uh, to keep keep maintaining their their position as as the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and so they'll need this they'll need this W in order to do that. And losing against Carolina is not something that they should be they should be planning on doing. So uh, I'm going to take Arizona and the under here as well. All right, next up, I have the most interesting matchup all week to me. We have the Minnesota Vikings at the L.A. Chargers. Both teams with similarly disappointing defenses. Minnesota lost their leading sack leader for the season about two weeks ago in week eight to a torn pectoral muscle. The Chargers are favored at home by three points. I don't know if Dalvin Cook is going to play, considering that his he has a pending lawsuit against the woman who accused him of battery so that's that's the situation that he has to deal with um the chargers could be going against a team dalvin cookless whenever they don't have dalvin cook they tend to lose by a lot the over under is 52 and a half and i'm going to take the chargers at home here this is a game that they should win they impressed me early justin herbert was playing well early really off the charts and we thought we had a future mvp on our hands i think he's a better quarterback than kirk cousins minnesota's defense i think is going to let up and the Chargers got a pretty good pass rush. So give me the Chargers at home to win cover by three. And I will take the over because neither of these teams have a great defense. Go ahead, Ant. Well, I was going to do the same thing. Take I'm taking the um, what's the name? I'm taking the home team, taking them with the over. I don't like Minnesota. I never do. I, you know, especially with the who's that quarterback again? Yeah, that's oh, what <laughs> huh? Kirk, I get overpaid cousins. Oh, you know, legend I, at the every bank. Time, every time you say his name, I'm just thinking about Snoop Dogg saying, "Who?" You know that that little meme that you see on Facebook. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> give me the team that's not Minnesota in the over. 
<laughs> All right. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Chargers in the over here as well. Uh, look, the Chargers are, you know, they need they need a bit they need a bounce back. Um, they need to continue to try to win in this division. They're 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 competing against Kansas City and Las Vegas for supremacy in that division. Um, Minnesota is just a very, very interesting, interesting team. They can score a lot of points, but they can't really stop anybody. And, you know, the, unless it doesn't seem to be any indication thus far that the commissioner is going to be putting Dalvin Cook on their on the exempt list um, or sitting him for any particular reason. So I expect Dalvin Cook to at least suit up uh, on Sunday against the Chargers. But that said, I would still take the Chargers to win this game and take the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And like you said, Ace is probably going to be one of the most exciting games to, to, to watch this week. Yeah. Next up, we have Seattle at Green Bay. And both quarterbacks are expected to come back, although there is a chance that Aaron Rodgers may not clear protocol. He, If he does, he won't clear until Saturday. So that means he cannot practice until then. And I don't even know if the team practices on Saturday. It's a home game for Green Bay. Seattle doesn't usually play in this cold of weather, but I believe it's going to be unseasonably warm on Sunday across the northern, uh, what was it? I guess northern Midwest. Mm-hmm. In Green Bay, it's going to be like 45-something degrees, which is kind of perfect football weather up there for this time of year. And Seattle's getting th- cold as usual. Seattle's getting three and a half on the road, and Chris Carson is also coming back healthy. Green Bay's defense is much better than I thought they would be, and so is Seattle. Seattle's defense is actually performing a little bit better. Um, Geno Smith couldn't get the offense going, but obviously Russ makes it cook. So I'm going to lock in Seattle as my fourth best bet of the week. They're probably the biggest reach of all the best bets I'm making, but I like Seattle. I think they're good, and I'm going to go with the over on this one at 49 and a half. Go ahead, Ant. I'm actually going to call this the um, OG, the Odell Beckham Jr. game because, you know, got two teams here that's, one, that, that Odell, that's on Odell Beckham Jr.'s um, list here. He might be actually watching this game fully to see exactly where he fits at, to yeah. see exactly if Seattle runs a little bit more or whatever. If it's gonna, he, he might not go lean towards them because you know they might they might not throw it to him. It may be another Baker Mayfield type of situation when he can look at Aaron Rodgers. You know he might get COVID, but you know at least you know he'll get the ball. He might you know get the Super Bowl, but he have a little COVID on the side. So, but anyway, as far as for this game, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. He doesn't need Aaron Rodgers doesn't need no practice. Clearly, he showed that. You know, they didn't really do anything in the offseason, but doing Jeopardy. So I'm going to go with Green Bay and give me the over in this one. All right. Malik, who you got? Yeah, I'll take Green Bay here as well. I think it's going to be a little bit tough for Seattle coming with Russell Wilson coming back from his injury. Um, they're going to need they're going to need a week to get on track. Um, and so this is this is not the type of game that you want to start out, start out with your um <clears throat> you know, with your quarterback coming back in Green Bay, like you said, they're a very good defense. They're at home. And this is going to be a, a you know, a, a great matchup for them um, to, to try to, try to make things, try to make things happen. I just don't think Seattle's going to be able to, uh, going to be able to hold for it. And the, the, the line here is only three and a half. So I don't really think, you know, you need to, you know, the, the interesting thing is that half point is going to be, is going to be really interesting because Mason Crosby has not been very good kicking field goals this year. He's been, he's missed a lot more field goals than, than you, than you're used to seeing him miss. And so if it does come down to a field goal game, I actually really feel uh, like it's going to be, um, it's going to be Seattle's game, game to game to, to win on that one. Um, so hopefully um, Aaron Rodgers and the offense is able to, you know, hold for it and uh, the defense is able to, you know, make some plays and hold Seattle's offense down. But I'll take Green Bay in the under on this one. All right. And next up, we have the last afternoon game of the week. We have Philadelphia at Denver. Philadelphia is getting two and a half on the road. Denver won last week. Philadelphia, I think. Did they win that? No, they lost last week. 
And I'm going to take Philly here. This is one of my only kind of reach left. And, oh, if I didn't forget to tell you, I think that I lock in Kansas City as one of my best bets. No, Kansas City is going to be my last best bet of the week over Vegas. Um, went from unsure to sure now. I know I spoke about that earlier, but give me Kansas City as my best bet. And then I'm going to lock in. I'm taking Philly to cover this game. Philly is a road underdog at two and a half points. The over under here is 45. That is going to be over. Denver's relying on their defense. Philadelphia's defensive line is also very good. I just believe that Philadelphia has a better quarterback and he always gives them a chance to win. He's doing pretty much everything. It's this new running quarterback, throwing quarterback. It's a new dual threat guy that everybody in the NFL is using. And I think Jalen Hurts is better at it than most other players. So give me Hurts here and the Eagles. Go ahead, Ant. Well, you believe in Hurts more than I do, but um, before I go give my, my um, pick on this one, I just do want to add in that, that Green Bay game. I'm going to put that as my, one of my locks so that I make five in a row. All give right. me five locks. As far as for this game, it's just basic, to me, it's just basically a battle of a quarterback who's soon to be replaced out of next year's draft or the year after. But um, for this game, I do like Denver a little bit more, leaning towards them. But uh, I don't really care about picking this game. But I'm going to pick um, – to give me something, I'm just going to pick – if I had to pick, I have to pick Philly in the under in this one. Yeah, this is my – honestly, this is the one game I'm probably not going to put on any ticket because I really have no idea who's going to win. And I'm leaning yeah. more towards the over because Philadelphia is good at putting up some points on good defenses. They dropped 26 points on Tampa, in Tampa, so I think they can definitely do that to Denver as well. Go ahead, Malik. Denver's the home team, and they're, they're, they're holding with two and a half. I'm going to take the home team to, to, to hold fort here against, against Philadelphia. Philadelphia's defense is actually pretty good. They can stop the run. They can stop the run and they can play. They can play a little bit against the past, the passing offense, the passing offenses on the other opposing team. Denver's defense is, is, you know, as you mentioned, is pretty good. They've, they've uh, missing out on obviously their, um, their heart and soul of Von Miller, but uh, expect them to still be able to come out there make some, make some decent, make some good plays, keep the game close and put the ball, put the ball into, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's hands. And again, who Ted, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't make a lot of mistakes, doesn't put the team in bad situations, you know, puts himself in, puts in a good spot to win, to win football games. And so I, I'm, I'm feeling a Denver three point win here, something like 20 to 17 to, to pull to pull the game out. So I'm going to take Denver and the under. All right. Yeah. I usually tend to look at turnover differential to separate these teams and actually Philadelphia is one of the few teams that's like just minus one, and then Denver is zero in terms of turnover differential in the season. Yeah. So there isn't too much of a variance there. So I, I'm just kind of leaning towards the more offense and the more explosive offensive players and Devonta Smith over Jerry Judy. So there it is. Um, we're going to go right to our shout outs. And I'm going to let you go first on this one because I know you got one prepared because you guys are playing oh. the Bills this week. Well, shot, the only really shout-outs I really have is shout-outs to the um, Peyton and Eli Manning show. I can't wait to watch that again so I can see who's going to actually get injured and, and a little cursing type of thing so I can go bet against them. <laughs> <laughs> so shout-outs to that. They're actually more interesting show to watch than the actual Monday Night Football um, crew. I love watching that show. Um, shout-outs to um, my, my, my for, former Jet and former 49ers Frank Gore. I think he's going to beat the start out of um, Darren, Darren, Darren Williams. I think I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm going to take take um, Frank going the second round on that one. Shout outs to him. <laughs> and all all I want to do is that I'm done with the shout outs. I just want to give my um so far ESPN um NFL MVP ranks. They got Stafford, 
Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. But shout out to Aaron Rodgers as well. He, once again, because he tricked, he basically tricked the media and he's getting away with it. Shout out to him. Shout out to him for tricking the media, I guess. That's one way of looking at it. Um, I'm going to go very non-sports related on this one, but it's going to be very fun and enjoyable for you. Yo, shout out to Married at First Sight for making sure the decision day falls right in between Monday Night Football, College Football in Action, and Thursday Night Football. You guys really make me enjoy the middle of my week so much. And just the entire just shit show of that you guys make of marriage and love on television on Lifetime Network is just mwah. The fact that this dude, this guy, Zach, got up there and cried, talking about, I love you, I know you love me, yada, 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 and it was like, I want to get a divorce. I <laughs> want <laughs> curveballs dropping from like nine all the way down to someone's ankles, just striking them out, right as they get up to take a swing, like, oh, I thought it was going to work. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is wild. Uh, the first three couples that went up, one person said yes, the other one person said no. One person said yes, the other person said no. These, the fact that they still call these people experts in that show in terms of matchmaking is insane. They are batting 28%, which we still pick better at than last week, even though we got four out of 11 games. <laughs> so I just like to say, if that's an expert, then I'm an expert at picking NFL winners. I'm an expert at sports betting. So... Come follow me on Twitter um, at Ace Liebird and at the Uptown Parlay podcast. And Malik, you go ahead. <laughs> Just one quick shout out for me, and it is sports related. Shout out to Odo. Shout, shout out. We talked about him a little bit. Shout out to Odo Beckham Jr. Listen, you know, this is going to be this first opportunity in an eight year NFL career where he's got he has the choice of going where, where he wants. Not a lot of players get the opportunity to go to wherever they want and to make their decision about being a free agent. He's been traded. He was drafted by the Giants. He was traded to the Browns. You know, it, it's, it's suffice it to say it's completely possible that he didn't want to. There, there was times where he didn't want to be in either place. He's actually going to get the chance to do this to make his decision and potentially revamp his career. Um, the someone someone on ESPN uh, made some staggering comparisons to uh, you know, 29 year old Odell Beckham uh, at this point in his career and 29 year old Randy Moss at the stage of his career where he was when he was leaving the Raiders and got traded to the Patriots. Um, obviously, Randy Moss, you know, turned that into one of the greatest seasons in the history of football, did not win the Super Bowl that year, but, you know, and didn't win the Super Bowl throughout his career, but definitely um, helped to continue to pad his way towards the towards, you know, Canton, um, where he you know, where he resides now. So, you know, hopefully Odell Beckham is able to turn it around. I still think he's got plenty of talent uh, and plenty of ability um, for, you know, everything that, you know, everything that he has done in his career and everything that he will do. And uh, so I'm hope, hoping for good things for him. Hope he, he lands in a good spot. I mean, maybe, maybe revamps his career and starts uh, and starts putting the pieces to putting the pieces back together after a tumultuous three year run, three year run there in Cleveland. So shout out to him for uh, getting, getting back on the, getting, getting to get to free agency and, and being able to make his own decisions and own choices. So we'll stick, we'll, we'll stick, we'll stick to sports there for me with that one. That's it for me. All right. And one more little shout out to the Bears for actually playing a good game for once. I'm tired of the NFL trying to suck all the fun out of the league with all these stupid ass penalties for taunting. It's really not fun to watch and I don't see how it affects the game. But more importantly, follow us at the Uptown Parlay on Twitter, the Uptown Parlay podcast on Instagram. You'll see all of our bets and our tickets on there and I will be tweeting out. 
and follow the uh follow the blog at acelibrary.wordpress.com and follow us on all the social media platforms and wherever you can listen to podcasts spotify google podcast apple podcast podcast addict and tune in radio and we are hosted on podbean so you can always find us there anybody else got anything to say before we get out of here Shout nothing Shout we out, out. Faith Evans for leaving Stevie J. Peace. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Peace, y'all. Peace out.